And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yes, I'm joined by Jeff today, and Jeff is a multifamily mentor, is a part of Lifestyles Unlimited. He's also a member first. He puts on his mentor hat from time to time, but primarily Jeff is just a regular member of Lifestyles Unlimited like I am. He's a guy that started in the world of construction. That's what he knows. He knows it extremely well. And we'll, we'll get into that, that construction realm with him. And when I think about construction, I always think about Jeff. Because when I think about some of the most difficult jobs in the world, Army comes up there. And then what also tends to show up are things like oil and gas and construction. These, these are some of the most difficult jobs in America. There's some of the most difficult jobs in the world. You work in some very difficult and unpleasant conditions trying to create something for somebody that either doesn't want to do it for themselves or they just don't plan to do it for themselves. It's as simple as that. So Jeff grew up in the construction world and at a point in his life, he realized that something wasn't going the way it was supposed to. He started to look in the direction of retirement and he became concerned that maybe everything he had been doing in his life up until the year of 2015 wasn't cutting it. Why do I bring up 2015? Because that's the year that Jeff and Carla became members of Lifestyles Unlimited. And and they joined with the idea that maybe they'd buy one or two houses. You know, I, I think they kind of looked at what we do at Lifestyles Unlimited maybe as kind of a side hustle type of thing until they showed up at our two-day financial freedom seminar. And in that seminar, their mindset changed. So with no further ado, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring my buddy Jeff onto the show, and I'm going to say... Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Glad to have you back. Howdy, Al. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. Uh, always enjoyed on the radio show with you, man. So am I, am I lying to the audience when I say that the construction world is, is a very difficult, demanding career field? Uh, it is, but I would put it as a distant, a distant, distant third or fourth to uh, military and then, you know, uh, oil and gas. I've never worked in the oil and gas industry, but I have some friends that have and uh, yeah, I don't know that I'd want to do that job either. So <laughs> okay, there's there's stuff out there that's worse. Okay, yeah, and the ar the army thing can get pretty bad. It can be good at times, but there's there's the bad times that go along with it, like when we True. get into shooting wars and stuff like that. That's not a lot of fun. <laughs> so, but there we're not go. here to talk about shooting wars. We're here to talk about how you transitioned away from that construction world into a real estate investor's world, you stepped away from that construction world, and now you're doing some marvelous things. As a matter of fact, Del Wamsley handpicked you to be one of our multifamily mentors. And, you know, we've, we've got a lot of qualified people that could do that job, but you're the guy he reached out to and he tapped on the shoulder. So let me just ask you the question. Why did he tap you on the shoulder, Jeff? What, what is it that you do as a mentor that's going to benefit me and the other 50,000 members of Lifestyles Unlimited? Well, day in and day in, day in and day out as a, as a multifamily mentor, you know, we work with members that are looking at deals, looking at 
something they want to buy. Maybe they're a, a first time or an aspiring lead and, and they don't even know what they don't know yet. So, you know, we work through underwriting. We work through, you know, what are your individual financial goals? Where do you want to be? You know, what do you want to be when you grow up is, is kind of what I, I tell them, you know, and, and, you know, we're talking to people that are anywhere from, you know, 30 to 60 years of age. And, and, you know, it's a different level of growing up and, and the financial freedom becoming your own boss, you know, running the, the captain of your own ship is a whole different foreign concept to some people that they've never, they've never thought of. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you join lifestyles, you join a group like us and, and all of a sudden you realize that's something that's attainable. You just need some help on, you know, help, help me navigate the roadmap that Dell has put out for us, you know, to help me get to that point. So, you know, we work with, with, all different levels of investors, people that are seasoned that, uh, you know, they just want another set of eyes and, and ears on the property that they're looking at or the op- property they're operating all the way down to, hey, I'm looking at my very first deal, my very first financial analysis on the very first deal I've ever looked at. Uh, can you help me, you know, figure out what I'm missing, what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong? So it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun and exciting environment in that, uh, no two people have the same question. So it's it's uh, it's been a challenge, but it's been a fun challenge. You know, in the Army world, we would call that a combat multiplier. I mean, when, when you apply the resource that would be you to the solution that I'm trying to resolve, it makes it much easier. And to your point, having two eyes on an objective is much more effective than just one person who's trying to figure out what the objective might be. It's great having your set of eyes there because you've been there. You've done that. You've got all the T-shirts. I'm sure Car- Carla threw them out because she probably doesn't want that stuff in her closet, right? <laughs> yeah, they got a couple holes, so they found, the, they found the bottom of the trash can. Okay, well, I figured as much. But the point is, the reason people need to have a mentor like you is they need to have that experience base. And that, that for a guy like me, who, who by the way, is getting ready to buy potentially his first IRO deal, having a mentor by my side is invaluable to a guy like me. Now, I've, I've got a lot of real estate investing experience, but it's all passive experience or it's single family experience. It's not the multifamily experience that you have, Jeff. So having you on my team makes it so much more advantageous for me. I just got to say thank you. Yeah, and I wouldn't be where I am right now without having utilized all of the mentors that were at my disposal. I mean, all the way from the single family uh, properties that we purchased all the way up to, you know, working with the, the, the multifamily mentors. Let's say I decided to be a lead first, but I don't really have any multifamily experience except as a passive. Where, where would you think that maybe I'm now I have given you a whole bunch of information, so let's, I'll be fair to you, but where, where do you think I should start? Should I start as an IRO? To, to learn the systems, or should I just go right into lead and learn on the fly? What makes more sense? You know, that's a personal that's a personal choice uh, more than anything. Do you have the ability you know, that would you you and I would then have a conversation about? Do you understand what it is to be responsible to a group of investors? You know, we talk about um, having a fiduciary responsibility, having the financial responsibility to take care of other people's money. There's differing schools of thought on whether you should start as an IRO or start as a lead. I personally operated single-family houses, but I didn't operate multifamily. 
as an IRO, I jumped in and I syndicated the first deal. We've got 20 investors and I take that very, very seriously. Um, you know, the financials have to be just right and reports have to be on time. And, you know, you've got to communicate to a group of people that are expecting you to do everything that you said that you were going to do. And, you know, when things go wrong, you've got to, you've got to be, you, you know, the buck stops with you. So are you comfortable with that? Uh, and if you're not, then you should probably start as an IRO and then you only have to answer to yourself. And if you've got a spouse, you've got to answer to them. Uh, so it comes down to a responsibility and are you willing to accept that responsibility? You know, I had a, a fellow lead suggest to me that maybe I should start as as a lead investor. I am lead qualified. I am lead certified. I've just never done anything with it. Uh, but in doing so, maybe I should inject even more money than I had planned to into the deal because that would that would put into play the IRO component. But then I still have my first lead deal working. What do you think about that advice? No, I think that's a that's a that's sound advice because you get the ability to um, y you are your biggest investor and that's you know on I still own the first deal that we purchased as a as a lead five years ago and I know people that you know have said well why do you still own it because it cash flows well and I'm my I am my biggest investor by far on that deal and so you know do I get a lot of uh, a lot of heartache and, and does it take as much time to run a 50 unit as it does a hundred unit? Yes, it does. But, you know, we're in this for the cash flow. We're not in this for, you know, to me at least for the accolades. And so being my own biggest investor, I have a responsibility to myself, my family, but also the other investors to do what we can to, uh, I guess, to maintain that, that same financial level. And so I think that's, that's very sound advice because you get the ability to scale and, and you get to work and learn uh, the system. But ultimately, you know, you also have a different set of, of, I guess, a different set of goals maybe with it because you do have a large chunk of your own change in the deal as well. So, Well, why did, why did you decide to become a lead instead of an IRO for your first deal? I didn't have enough money <laughs> to buy an IRO deal myself. Um, we actually, you know, it's funny when we when we found the deal that we bought. I knew a lot about the market. It was a market that I grew up spending a lot of time in, and it's a small, you know, small town just west of San Antonio. Went to an acquisition road trip that was put on by Lifestyles Realty. They presented this property, and I kind of knew more about the city that the town that the property was in than the than the realtor did, and so she kind of cornered me afterwards and said, hey, you should buy this property. I said, I don't have enough money. She said, well, you can do it as a lead. Well, there you go. Immediately, you know, started talking to a mentor and, and uh, you know, the rest is history. But, you know, it was, it was a bigger property probably than what I would have targeted to begin with. It was 48 units. And, you know, as an IRO, I probably would have been looking at something half that size given my financial situation. But, you know, it was just a it became a unintended springboard into into the the life of a lead, and uh, it's been fun. It's been challenging, but I'm glad I I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I didn't walk away from that deal uh, for fear of of you know I've never done this before. So, 
Well, I'm super excited you didn't walk away from it, too, because had you walked away from it, I would have never gotten to know you as I've gotten to know you. You would not have been able to mentor me or probably all of the members that you do currently mentor because your path would have gone in a completely different direction, would it have not? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you can look back and the path would have gone a million different directions, but I'm happy with where we're at for sure. So talk to me about whether or not you needed to use a key principle on that first deal. Was that something you had to do, or did you have the, the available net worth to cover down on the loan sizing? Uh, we had the net worth, but there's a couple of things that go into play when you know we were able to get preferred financing. We were able to get you know, non-recourse agency financing on the deal, and so we did have to get a KP. Okay, sounds good to me. I mean, it made the deal work, and it brought another expert into the fray. When we come back from the break, I'm going to talk to him about the KP. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Lifestyles Unlimited success stories. If you got laid off tomorrow... What would you do? Would you have to be working at McDonald's or wait to try and find another job with the downsizing the economy? Kept on coming to meetings, even with David Fisher online and stuff like that, but still we just like, we need to make the jump. So we kept praying for time to get this job done, to, to be able to find the properties. How do we find the properties? How do you find the time? And God answered our prayers and he got downsized from his corporate job. This house was a dog and through the rehab, I think we turned it into a little pony. You bought the house for $73,000. And your appraised value actually is $144,000. You put in forty five dollars worth of work. So that leaves you a net equity of 11000 with a return on capital gain of 70%. The cash flow is $458 a month for a cash on cash return rate of 35%. Join us this month and learn from people just like you. Check in person and online dates at lucasestudy.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Jeff, and together we are working on your financial freedom. And as we were going to break, I started into a, a conversation with Jeff regarding a KP. Now, as a former Army guy, KP means kitchen patrol. That's something you don't want to be on because you're going to be like peeling potatoes and washing dishes and cleaning out sump traps and all kinds of nasty stuff. You don't want that KP thing. But in the real estate world, having KP or AKP is a very valuable thing if you need it. Now, what am I talking about, Jeff? What is what exactly is a KP? What does it mean? Well, first off, I'm going to permanently relabel the question if somebody wants to be a KP is, do you wish to be on kitchen patrol? Because that's awesome for now. <laughs> it's true, though. But uh, a key principle is somebody that brings either experience or financial net worth to the table when you are trying to do a deal that maybe you don't uh, you don't size up. You know, you've got to have certain finance. You've got to hit certain financial benchmarks for lenders to be comfortable letting you borrow, you know, millions of dollars to go buy, you know, a hundred units in wherever. And so, you know, initially we needed a KP for 
all the reasons. One, you know, we needed the financial, you know, the balance sheet, if you will. The other, uh, we were able to get preferred agency financing on the deal, so we were able to get a Freddie Mac loan on the on the property, which you know is is phenomenal. And I didn't have any experience with Freddie Mac, and so you know I got a KP from the financial side, and then what I also refer to as an operational KP. Uh, John Pry, he's my KP. He's forever and always going to be my KP. But um, he's done loans with all the banks, all the all the lenders, and and so you know he brought a level of experience, also a level of net worth that made the lenders comfortable saying, okay, if you know this person and they're willing to to vouch for you, basically, we'll lend you the money to go buy this property. So that key principle is actually a key player in your deal because without having them on your team, the deal would not be as sweet as you were able to make it, correct? Absolutely. That's Yeah, that's 100%. That's, I mean, the word key, right, it, that's part of what gets the deal done. It's, it's, uh, that, can be a, a, that can be something that swings things, uh, swings the pendulum in your favor big time. So how far, how hard is it to find a KP? I mean, do you just put a an ad in the newspaper? What do you do? How do you find a KP? <laughs> well, the good thing about lifestyles is, is you come to a networking event and you mention it to a few people, and then all of a sudden you're getting introduced to anybody and everybody that uh, has ever mentioned their interest in being a KP. Very young, very uh, inexperienced Lifestyles member at the time myself, I was talking with some of the old guard that I wanted to be like, right? You know, when I grow up, I want to be like John Pry. I want to invest passively and sit on my couch in Galveston and, and fish off the deck and just cash checks as they come in. And, you know, so I talked to him and I asked him, you know, if I wanted a KP, who would I talk to? And he put his arm around me very lovingly and walked over away from the group and said, don't talk to anybody else. <laughs> wow, so, yeah. that is sweet. So you 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 didn't have to go groveling. You didn't have to beg or anything. You found somebody who took interest in what you were doing, understood what you were doing, and said, "Hey, you know what? I'd like to be a part of this." And that relationship was formed. Absolutely, yeah. And that's the glory of the the network that is lifestyles. I mean, you've got. And don't get me wrong; not everybody's willing to 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 be a key principal, not everybody's willing to be a guarantor on, you know, multi-million dollars worth of loans, but there's no shortage of people that share a similar vision and a, a similar mindset. And, uh, you know, you and 50,000 of your closest friends have your goals aligned and you're moving in the same direction. So there's always somebody that's been there, done that, that's willing to go on the ride with you. Okay, so I've got I've got my mentor covered, I got my key principal covered. What should I do for a lender? Should I just go to like Quicken and ask them, or how do I how do I find the right lender for multifamily? Yeah, you know Google's a great resource now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we always go back to the lifestyles community on just about everything. You know, we've got it's it's a it's a ready made ready made community. We've got a vendor list that has lenders, that has accountants, that has, you name it. I mean, pest control guys, plumbers, electricians, roofers, you know, when you become a member of Lifestyles, you've got access to our vendor program. And that vendor list is about as robust as anyone I've seen. Um, 
when I started out, that was my go-to. I didn't know renovation contractors. I didn't know people that were lending on, on investment properties, any of that stuff. And, and quite honestly, out of the vendor program, I've made lifelong friendships as well out of some of the people that we worked with. So you've got just about everything you need available to you through our vendor program. So let's get back into this time management stuff. So Carla's working part-time. She's been able to reduce her hours. Is is she getting close to a place of retirement, or has she actually retired herself and she's just working because she actually enjoys the job she's doing? You know, she is exceptionally good at what she does and has been for, you know, the last 20-plus years. And uh, I think we're getting close to the point where she's ready to hang up the cleats and, and try something new. That's definitely been the long-term goal. Uh, I feel like having her as part of our organization full-time will help take everything that we're trying to do to the next level. Uh, I feel like I'm good, but she's better, right? So, you know, there's always, you talked about having an extra set of eyes and she's, she's getting herself immersed into our business and, and what we do as leads day in and day out. And, you know, there's already been some, some changes that have happened just out of, you know, why do you do it this way and not that way? So those types of conversations are always helpful when you're trying to be a better version of yourself. And the key thing is she's in the driver's seat. She's calling the shots as to whether or not she leaves her current job. She's not worried if she gets fired, is she? Not at all. Yeah. So essentially she's real estate retired. She's in a hundred percent control of her life. Both of you are in a hundred percent control of your life. You go to your properties when you want to do it. Not when Al says you need to do it, but when Jeff or Carla says to do it, right? Exactly. As long as I remember to do what she says, we're good. Yeah. Amen to that brother. Amen. Happy wife, happy life, right? Exactly. Okay. Hey, let me transition into talking about your lifestyle. I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the segment, you and Carla were working crazy mad hours and trying to, I I think you were doing what everybody tries to do, try and cram a whole week into Saturday and Sunday. Is that a fair assessment? That is exactly what we were doing. Okay. But you don't do that anymore, do you? No, no, we don't. We're actually later today hopping on a plane to go spend a week and travel around Montana and Wyoming and visit Yellowstone and, you know, things that we never, I never got to do as a kid for sure, but we're able to to plan trips like this and grab our kids and, you know, I don't know, hopefully they're not bored out of their mind in a, in a national park, you know, hiking around, but I'm going to have fun regardless. And, and so, yeah, we're able to do things like this and, and spend time with our family. And that's what it's all about. Do you have to get any permissions to go do this? Yeah, you know, I checked in with the staff. I checked in with our property managers, maintenance guys, make sure, you know, they didn't need me around. And they all, you know, lovingly showed me where the door was and told me to go away. So, uh, But I think that's that's amazing because your team understands that you need a break, too. They probably need a little <laughs> break from you. Let's let's just be fair and honest. Right. Yeah, that, that's the that's the truer. That's the more true statement right there is that they they are probably thankful that I'm not going to be <laughs> looking. over. <their> shoulder. <laughs> but it's it's also a great test for you because you're going to be gone for a period of time. You're not going to be at the property. So it gives you an opportunity to evaluate how successful your team is without you being around. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, with technology, we're just a phone call away. Right. But the good news is that 
you know, when they take time off, I respect their time and, and they do the same for me. So yeah, there, there's nothing, nothing too earth shattering that can't wait until next week, save for some catastrophic event that we hope doesn't happen. But yeah, it's, it's good to let them fly. You give, you put people in positions in, at your properties in your company and you've got to eventually let them spread their wings and, and do what they do. And if you don't ever do that, you're, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice and you're holding them back at the same time. Yeah. As a guy with a organizational management master's degree, I agree a hundred percent with what you just said. It is all about your human resources. And if you don't think it's about your human resources, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Right. <laughs> and that was one of the hardest things for me to realize because I was, I lived by the mantra. If it is to be, it is up to me. And uh, it's been a very challenging thing for me to let go of some stuff. But once you do it and you realize that they, whoever you gave that task to probably did it better than you because they were able to focus more of their time on that, all of a sudden, you know, that's like, oh, hey, I just got back, you know, an extra couple hours of my week by not having to do that. So what does the future hold for you? Are you going to buy more apartment communities? I know we're going to get Carla repositioned into the business, but what, what does your future look like? You know, right now, given that we just acquired a property um, a few months ago, we're really focused on our current properties, what we own, making sure we're maximizing um, what we can do for our investors, as well as, you know, balancing that with the finan financial needs and, and housing needs of our residents and trying to find a good balance there, really focusing on operations. I've been plugging into, like I said, plugging into my mentors and my, my consultants and kind of doing a introspective audit on, Hey, this is what we've done over the last five years. What's working well, what's work, what's not working. What can we do better? And, you know, for the, for the short run, probably the rest of this year, we'll be cleaning up our own house and, and cleaning up our operations. And, you know, my goal is, you know, rolling into early 24, mid 24, we'll probably have our eyes up looking to see what the market's doing. And, and if there's something on the horizon for us to, to go out and, and underwrite and go from there. What would you say to people that are listening to us that are not convinced this real estate stuff is for real? Come to a case study, uh, talk to the members that are there, listen to the, listen to the people that, that are sharing their story. It's a volunteer thing. We don't, pay people to get on stage. We don't beg them. We don't bribe them. You know, it's, it's genuinely people that want to come up and share because what Dell has shared with us, what the other mentors have shared with us has changed our lives and we see that it works and we want to share that with the group. So if there's a skeptical bone in you, come to a case study, join us um, on any one of our online free workshops get engaged, talk to the members, talk to anybody and everybody that's around at the case studies and uh, get whatever information you need to get comfortable making that decision. Yeah, I'm 100% with you, Jeff. And there you have it, everybody. Wisdom from the lips of a Lifestyles Unlimited mentor. If you want to attend one of our case studies, shoot me an email at askal at luinc.com and let me know. I'll get you hooked up. 
Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.